come back Your dreams were your ticket out Welcome back To that same old place that you laughed about Well, the names have all changed since you hung around But those dreams have remained and they've turned around Who'd have thought they'd lead Far, far away. That is a man named Eames. He slayed dragons, drank beers, and fucked bitches. I am that man. This is another episode of Penrose versus Anybody, and you are welcome. What's good, my niggas? <laughs> it feels good to be back at you niggas again. How does it feel to hear my voice? I, listen, take take a second, pause, press pause on whatever you listen to us on, and just thank God that Ben Rose is back. What's good, niggas? <laughs> Yo, my name is Ben Roseems. Welcome to another episode in a, in a very new season two of Ben Rose versus anybody. All as always, just like last year. The one thing that'll never change, always in the motherfucking stool with me. <clears throat> my little brother. My little brother. <clears throat> Everybody's favorite big cousin. Mike check, one, two, one, two. Ten tone. Ten tone Tony Macaroni. In the flesh, bitch. Your neighborhood hug dealer. Hug Lord. <laughs> there go BJ. What's happening, everybody? It's There Go BJ, a.k.a. Nick Knack Tony Mac, back in the flesh once again. You can follow me at There Go BJ on Twitter and IG. Fist pump to all my street and soft niggas, and hello, baby, to you slut and streetwalkers alike. Let's get it. You can always follow me on Twitter at Penrose Eames. You can follow the show on Twitter at Penrose versus Any. And always remember, don't throw rocks at us. On today's episode, I got my man's, a very special guest, probably one of the most humblest niggas I've ever known in life, and I'm about to admit to y'all, and he, I don't think I've ever admitted to this nigga, the only friend I ever grew up with, that for like the first two months of knowing him, I was afraid to death of this nigga, but anyhow. Oh, shit. <laughs> God damn, man. This nigga was pulling ninjutsu moves out and shit. I'm like, I don't know if I can, I don't know if I have to for real fight this nigga uh, one day, if I can block those. Uh, so, you know, but my homie for the last shit, for real, like 20 years. Yeah, yeah. Real talk. Real friendship. Hell yeah. That's right. Cash. Yeah. What's good, nigga? What's good, nigga? How are you, brother? Hey, man, I'm just chilling like a motherfucking prostitute who's just waiting in line for a checkup, you know what I mean? God damn, God that's, damn, a, damn yeah. that's a long line. That's a hey, long that's line, a my long nigga. ass line, that's man. That's Yo, yeah. I'm, fucking, I'm cutting line right now, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, God damn, man, I got places to be, God damn it. Yeah, Get the man. fuck out of my way, yo, for real. Yeah, you know shit. what I do? I just drop a motherfucking needle on the floor. They bend down, I just cut right in front of them. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? Just cut right in front of that motherfucker like, oop. <laughs> I've 
What's up, man? I was next. I was next. Yeah, yeah. nigga, I was next. Uh, look, man, I yeah. just pushed my way through this motherfucker, aka Black Wildo. Follow me if you can, nigga. I ain't got shit for you to follow me on, but if you can catch me, goddammit, I get you all the information you want. What's up? Oh, shit. Holla at me, man. <laughs> <laughs> Holla at me, nigga. <laughs> I hear that. Mm. What's good with y'all? Shit. New everything day. Everything is everything. Hell yeah. yeah. New day, new life. Yeah, I'm breathing, yeah. Yo, um, again, it's a very, very early episode, season two, uh, Penrose versus anybody. Um, I don't, I don't necessarily want to go through a whole list of shout outs, real shit, uh, on this episode, but I want to do, I, I do want to say, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm inebriated. You all should be used to this by now. <laughs> I do want to say, shout out to Couch. Shout out to A Falcon, AJB. Shout out to Ranty and the new show, Rantyville. Absolutely. Shout out to Randy, aka White Me. Shout out to fucking Project Archivist, Nerd Rage, Drunk Comic Fans, yeah, Mixed yeah. Feelings Podcast. And shout out to the whole Couch Party crew. Outside of that, shout out to everybody else that we fuck with. Yeah. What up, Ave? Yeah, what up, though? What up, Murph? Hey, D Murph. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Murph, make you feel like you about to come down on a game show when that nigga. Yeah, yeah. You know? Murph make you feel like it's worth going through it. You right. know what I'm saying? Like that's the thing I get from him when I listen to him. You shout don't out never to Murph. hear. You never hear him in low spirits. Right. So shout, shout out, out to, to that uh, man. Shout out to Jay from Just Say Just Words. Say words. Shout out to Crystal Clear. Um. Real shit too, for real. Shout out to everybody who still fucked with me. I know there's a lot of you, uh, you know me, it's my show, I don't give a fuck. I know a lot of you, I know there's a lot of you like dick riding niggas didn't talk to us when we wasn't recording. So shout mm. out to everybody who fucked with us when mm. we was on, when we was on touché, our little sabbatical. Nigga, you know what I'm saying? Uh, shout out to you niggas who didn't fuck with us while we was on our sabbatical. We definitely appreciate it. Sometimes you gotta cut the grass a little bit lower, you know what I'm saying? I so, that. Um, but anyhow, if I didn't mention your name, that does not mean that I do not fuck with you. Uh, I just gotta, we just gotta move the fuck on. Shout out to Neek. Shout out to motherfucking Neek and D Murph, cause we hold that shit down with the DM. So uh, shout out to Miss Neek. Shout out to Good Morning Beautiful. Shout out to So. Uh, who else, man? Who else do we fuck with, bro? Oh, what? I'm tripping. Shout out to DMST. Um, yeah, them the homies. Yeah, I mean, shit. You know who you are. I just had to get that off my chest this week, real quick. Any motherfucking how. Yeah. I feel good to be back in the place. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, I feel like... Welcome back, nigga. Well, thank you, my nigga. Shit. We took a little sabbatical, man, but you know... Yo, I feel like I feel like niggas should be passing the collection plate around. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Don't pass it to me, nigga. You come up short. Bro, say it's that, nigga. Shit. I, listen, I'm taking a lot of pressure off of niggas, yo. Us coming back takes pressure off a lot of other things. You know, the funny thing about it is... Have to be as dope, Rosé's back. You know, yeah, you know, I think when when you take a break, because, just being honest, when we took our break, it had a lot to do with... Oh, shout out to Danny and Cleo, too. My yeah, bad. shout out to them. You know, definitely one of the leaders in the creative run, you know. But um, when we took our break, it felt like it kind of felt like we were losing out on something because we we pushed so hard to be creative and 
have like I want to say a marginal lead on you know topics and conversations and content so we were feeling like we were missing out but what I realized is you sometimes got to step back and look at everybody else and see what it is that some people are doing because it is good and bad when you get the opportunity to contrast and one of the things that I realized is that we too motherfucking sensitive you know appreciate when a motherfucker tell you you whack or appreciate when a person tells you that you need work or you need growth like the one thing that I'm noticing too is feel free to say what the fuck you want to say Hell yeah. because I realized that I censor myself to cater to other people's feelings you know I would ask certain women questions like we in this era of feminism and women's liberations and whatnot so I would ask questions about the whole slut walk or things of that nature and just because I may not ask an educated question I'll get attacked by some motherfucking women's empowerment leader on Twitter about what I asked. Now keep in mind, in order for you to be educated, you have to admit to being ignorant. True. Real shit. Real shit. So right. we like super, super sensitive. You know, we don't really stretch the boundaries of what we talk about. It's time to really like open up and talk about some real shit. So I'm glad we back because I'm saying fuck all y'all feelings at this point. Hey, I'm yeah. asking the questions I, I want to ask. Like, listen, yeah. listen, you don't like us. We been told y'all what to do. Yeah. And, and after you unfollow us, you can suck a dick and die slow. You don't like us. <laughs> if you don't like Penrose versus anybody, it's fuck you. It's something wrong with you. We don't do shit to nobody. We love everybody, except for biters and dick riders. But you know, that's all another story. Anyhow, um, again, man. Thank you all for rocking with us. You know who the fuck I am. You know what the fuck we've been doing. You know why the fuck you love us. You know the shit that I talk, and it's not gonna fucking change. We in this bitch. You got me? Just throw something about what you saying about that shit, you know? For real? That whole, like, getting attacked by <clears throat> potential, you know what I'm saying, women's right, women's activists, whatever you call it. You know, it's like <laughs> the Secretary of Education is a uh, devote. And yeah. uh, she getting a little criticism for that shit. So it's like you got a female in that position, yet you got some women coming at you for being ignorant. So it's just like I just kind of point back to who's the secretary of education, who's supposed to be like, you know what I'm saying, fixing the system, which just kind of just parallels into education. You know right, what I'm saying? Right, it's right, just, it's just, It's just interesting. You know what I'm saying? I was thinking about that. How like, you have an ignorant yeah. person <laughs> fix a problem that's already fucked, fucked up. up. Yeah. Right. That's, make that's, all, that's fucked what I'm up. saying. But see... They, when people, and I really, we ain't got to get all the way in the best you to vote, but a lot of motherfuckers sitting down talking to some teachers, what I found out was the reason that they wanted Bessie to vote in that position wasn't because she knows anything about mm-hmm. education. Right. It's because she was getting all of those, uh, it was some certain kind of school, just the, the shit that they're pushing for. Right. The schools right, for, right. for the right. suburban communities right. that they want. Right. You have to take money and resources from inner city schools in order to funnel this. So she wanted let's let's turn the inner city schools to monastery schools. Right. The fuck? Right. Yeah, do you you, you, know you been I mean? to the hood? <laughs> right. I'm not just sending my kid to some school where you letting the teacher just come up with the curriculum like chill out. Right. Yeah. Any fucking way. But that kind of ushers us into what we talking about too. In a way. Yeah, it does. Perfect segue. In in a way. Today's episode. Mm. Uh I know a lot of y'all probably seen it come across your screen and wonder 
how and what the fuck we was going to talk about. In today's episode, we want to know, is it time to go from big to pop? Is it time to move from the hustle of self to the inclusive hustle of activism? Yo, say that one more time, yo. I don't, I don't think they really heard you, for real. I, don't, I think it, it, it went by them so quick. You know what I'm saying? Like a Lamborghini or some shit. You know, you know slow that down like a 1967 Pinto or something so those motherfuckers can hear what you just said, B. We had the, the title of the show is From Big to Pac. It's a transition from big to Pac. In today's time, is it time to go from big to Pac? Is it time to move? Past or from the hustle of self to the inclusive hustle of activism. Is it time to now before let me dive let me diverge real quick and deflect all of you fucking haters that was about to come at me real quick. I always felt like Big was better than Pop, for one. So don't come at me because I, I I know you rap niggas, okay? But in Big's raps, Big, it was all about Big. In Pac's rap, Pac was about the people. If you don't believe me, then you're a fucking stupid. You're probably not a rap fan any fucking way. So anyway, back to what we were discussing. Is it time to move past the hustle of self to the all-inclusive hustle of activism? And you can take this many different ways. Is it time to give up selfishness and start lending time to more people? Is it time to... Uh, simply move past my own dreams and try to include the dreams of others. And sometimes, though, in a sense, should we be more big than podcast sometimes? Right. But in an all-around <laughs> movement and discussion of what we're, t- what we're talking about today, in an all-around thing, is it time to move from big to pop? Right. My niggas. I definitely think that it's past due to move past the hustle because... The hustle is not a a level up or a come up. It's an excuse. Um, one of the things that I particularly see, and, and I'm only going to speak to my people because I'm more close in significance and, you know, in culture to my people. Black men use the hustle as the excuse to mistreat our women, neglect our children. Um, we we use it to degrade and lower other men. Um, we hustle for 16 hours a day in the street to go throw $5,000 in the strip club to feed another person who's hustling to do the same thing, to throw it in somebody's clothing store or Saks Fifth Avenue, to put it on her feet, put it on her waist, put it on her arm. Like, it's just, it's the hustle nowadays seems like the toilet it just goes down the drain and there's no evidence of where it came and went to so I think the hustle is very selfish we need to redirect the attention to the active isms that we need to participate in like feminism like you know those things that actually benefit our people, which I don't always understand feminism, but I know let's 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 uh let's uh let's contribute to actual feminism and not this 
I wasn't picked in the cool girls squad as a kid, so now I'm gonna associate myself with feminism and use it as a way to spew all my fucking hatred for everybody that's not a girl. Yeah, all realistically, right? that's what it so, is. All right, some of you, right. some of you women are really on some good feminism shit. I'm gonna let BJ get back to what he was saying, and I appreciate y'all. I appreciate seeing women come together for a common cause. I appreciate seeing women big each other up because y'all are the backbone. Not Listen, we all know the black woman is the backbone of the black community, but I don't think women as a general know that y'all are the backbone of our fucking country for um, sure. Pause. Yeah. Uh, correction. Black women, you the backbone of the country, period. It's not just black culture. It's the fucking world. Y'all motherfuckers was like, you know what I'm saying, raising these white children back in the day in the South. You know what I'm saying? Keeping the house going, even bearing children of the slave master itself. And also, you know what I'm saying, remaining black, remaining strong through all that struggle to raise strong black men and strong black women. You know what I'm saying? So, I'm just going to throw that out there. For any motherfucker who don't know, yeah, I got a white wife, but I come from a strong-ass motherfucking black woman, a black mother, black aunts, black grandma. You know what I'm saying? So, for real... Fuck y'all who fucking judge me, goddammit. You know what I'm saying? Come My see man. me, nigga. Black Waldo, nigga. You can find me. I give you all that you want to know, B, for real. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, when I mean Black Waldo, I'm talking about that Jerry Curl motherfucking the stairway, you know what I'm saying, who got some shit that you ain't even know about. Like, yo, I come around the corner like, you going to sell me crack? Nah, nigga, I got this book. Educate yourself, young blood. That's the fuck what I'm talking about, Black Waldorf, y'all motherfucking know. So if you can find me, nigga, come get me. You know what I'm saying? I got all information. If I'm going to give it to you real, I'm just saying, I want to put that in there uh-huh. for all these motherfuckers who always judge me. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't as dark as the motherfucking next. You know what I'm saying? But right. I wasn't as light-skinned as the motherfucking next either. Right. You know what I'm right, saying? Yeah, right. I got a little bit of red in my beard sometimes. Yeah, okay. But, right. and my grandmother looked a little bit white with red hair. Right. But, motherfucker, that was the realest motherfucking light-skinned bitch you ever fucking seen. You know what I'm saying? The last thing before she died, she told me, hey, they was fucking robbing out here in North Carolina. I said, what you want to do, Grandma? She said, I got my 9mm right under my seat. I got something for they ass. That's what I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, You know what I'm saying? So I just want to throw it out there that black women come in all shapes, colors, different sizes, whatever. But to the core, the black woman itself it's something that's in the soul, something that's in the heart. You know what I'm saying? It right. ain't the skin color. It's a motherfucking truth. You know what I'm saying? It's a motherfucking cradle that just fucking guides you and fucking carry you, give you some motherfucking strength for you down. That right there, sisters, is fucking a black woman. And if you ain't in that lane, you better correct your fucking path and get in that motherfucking lane because these motherfucking black dudes out here, they wising up. They ain't going to fuck with you. So get on some real shit, man. Own up to some real shit. Be some real shit. Take that shit out your head. You know what I'm saying? Put some natural shit. Whatever the fuck you going to do. You know what I'm saying? Just be real. Yeah. God this damn nigga. it. But that's what I'm saying Yo, when we say active. Way. When this we nigga, say active isms. Yeah. This like, nigga sounded like at any minute, uh-uh. he was going to be like, this my fourth album, yo. This my fourth album. I'm ready for that shit. It was all right. It was all right. But that's my thing. Like, you know, when we say activism, yeah. like activisms means that it's ongoing. It's not just when you on Twitter and yeah. your feelings. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, Indeed, whatever huh? your ism is, yeah. if... You know, make sure that it's active. Make sure that it's something that you're True, representing man. every day. Yeah, True, bring, man. bring, keep, keep the women together. Yeah, that's keeping up, them together. All but that, then all too, that shit y'all pushing but with, then too, when we say, when we say going from big to pop, like of course, like I said, I feel like the hustle has always been somewhat selfish. 
but do we really believe that the hustler in the sense of the drug dealer or the the fast come up you know the fast come up leader whatever that person is in your neighborhood do we really accredit him for like giving back to the hood due to how he got the money to give back to the hood i mean we 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 accredit big businesses and we know if if a bank was to donate fifty thousand to a local neighborhood in order to build a new park mm-hmm. that bank is definitely going to get applauded for it but we all know that some of these banks that did these things have crooked employees and or have regulations that say foreclose on this home in this manner we know of banks that aren't giving people we especially in the economic times that, we, that we're in we know banks that aren't giving people second chances so in a sense they took like money out, out of somebody else's house out of somebody else's mouth because now you're pushing this family out of his home in order to take the money off of this house in order to use it and now right, right. that same money which is blood money technically mm-hmm. same thing as dope money and you used it to build a new park mm. we're not mad at the bank why should we be mad at the dope man i guess from a perspective of i've i've have well no let me go back I have a personal account where the dope man in my neighborhood passed out canned goods, turkeys, right. Thanksgiving, Christmas. Right. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Why yeah. should we be mad at the But the same dope man is also the person that contributed to the circulatory system in my neighbor's uncle not functioning well. And I totally and right. I totally get that standpoint so, of it, but in, but at the at the same time, and we I could definitely use the cliche that if they didn't get it from him, they would get it somewhere. But I won't. What I will say though is the actually me and Kaz was talking the other day. The reason that we as black people I feel like don't get recognized for who we are. Is because the tribal acts that we act out now are the same tribal acts we were acting out back then. And in those tribal acts, your community flourished because you had people of all different, doing different shit. You know what I'm saying? The dope dealer can't be looked at. I'm not, don't get me wrong, I'm not sitting here glorifying dope dealers. Mm-hmm. But what I am saying is that we persecute dope dealers because we say that they get their money and their gain and their fame off the death and the back and the hardships of other people breaking down other families and destroying other communities. Like CIA. Wow. Wow. Right. I feel But while at the same time, again, we got doctors that are charging people 700 some dollars a pill for the AIDS pill. You got motherfuckers charging all of these ridiculous. Our government now wants to call uh, uh, being pregnant a uh, what's it called? Uh, if you had a condition before you got the insurance, pre-existing, pre-existing, pre-existing condition. You know what I'm saying? So we, but we got people applauding our president. We got people applauding these doctors. We got you see what I'm saying? So in that sense, I can never hate on the dope man because nine times out of ten most dope men i know probably do that because they really not defending them but they don't know how to do shit else yeah or they was raised in it 
you know, just to add some conversation to the ideals of big. There's no nigga that's always being a dope man at 35 unless he got a million dollars. I'm just saying. <laughs> Every dope man you know that got money been doing it since he was a teenager. Yeah, Yeah, I was just like breaking down the ideas of why we say it's time to move on from big because um, there is a very selfish perspective to the hustle. And um, one thing that I do realize about Pac is Pac wasn't the most lyrical dude. Right. But at the same time, he showed humility. Yeah, I was raised by a panther and I was raised by a woman panther at that. But at the same time, I still indulge in nigga shit. I still want to hit a club. I still right. want to, you know, see women in their glory, whether they are clothed or disrobed. Like, you still... Shout out to the disrobed chicks. Yeah, you know, he Shout was still out. very hey, much... Auntie. Still very much that conflicted yet, you know, human, you know, individual. But the voice that I think was more prominent was the active isms that he spoke on, you know, right. um, understanding the government, understanding knowledge itself, understanding that the systems and its oppressors, you know, how they somewhat work individually and collectively right. for the same goal right. to tear you down. Um, and I don't think, I don't think nowadays when we look at Tupac, we look at that, we look at him attacking big or him you know, spewing his hatred for, you know, see the Lord's Tucker or whatever. We look right. at all of those negative things, but right. the messages behind them, like how do we carry on those messages? Right. I mean, you know what? <clears throat> Put it to you like this too. I, um, I think one, it's a progressive movement right now, people. You know what I'm saying? It's if you look at Big and you look at what he was talking about, you know what I'm saying, the hustle, you know, feeding his daughter, doing things in the street that will be considered illegal, but you gotta do what you gotta do because of circumstances, right? That was big. He was he was about me, but who was in that circle of me, of all, you know what I'm saying, 350 pounds of that motherfucker, six foot four, he got this little daughter that he trying to take care of too. Right. So that is him, you know what I'm saying? Right, it's like a, it's a, some real shit, it's blood. So we're not saying like, I'm not saying I speak for myself, but like I big was like any type of way soft or different. You know what I'm saying? Like lacks nah, not activism. Not. That's not what it is. No, we're just talking about the personal hustle versus the all inclusive yeah, hustle. Yeah, absolutely, real like, shit. Like it's a lot of niggas that that is out here street hustling and they are street hustling in order to feed their family, and that is all they are currently worried about. Right. That is all they are focused on. Right. And that's definitely not a soft thing. That's I mean you got to do what you got to do. But again, for, for those of y'all who may still be confused, what I'm saying, is it time to kind of step out of that hustle? Mm-hmm. Is it time to just stop focusing on self and start focusing on us right. as an all-inclusive? Right. Is it time to start benefiting off the backs of each other, but in a positive way? Let me tell you something like this. I was talking to someone about immigrants and immigration. You know what I'm saying? Think about... I'm going to the, uh, you know, the Oriental Asian, um, you know, that the culture. I don't know how if that's the completely correct saying it, but look, you know what I'm saying? If you look at the, like, North Korean, shout out to Ruby, shout out to, you know, my peoples. But if you see, like, the, the Korean culture or, like, the Chinese that come in, you know what I'm saying? They, they literally funnel the money within their block. You know what I'm saying? They got either, you know, like, clothes, like, doing laundry. They got, like, a little dry cleaning service. They got... You know hotel chains they got food set up and it's all on that same block 
and they all stick together. They they live together. They watch each other's kids. They, you know what I'm saying? It's literally like the parents get to work. The grandparents are there. They watch the kids or the aunt. You know what I'm saying? They rotate. They all take roles and they keep everything in house. You know what I'm saying? If you look at that, it's it's like. Do we need something like that within the black culture right now? Do we need to look at each other in that way, treat each other that way, you know what I'm saying, promote and support the businesses of other black people who are trying to do something within, you know what I'm saying, make a name for themselves, and it just makes us all look good. We can ride that coattail, but the motherfucker who is... established leaders, though. Right, in, true. In those situations, we may not know who the leader is in that Asian community, but they are following somebody. Okay. Even even in the sense of having independence, you're not. I'm not saying necessarily following this person as like we follow Malcolm and Martin, mm-hmm. but somebody has to. With so many different dope ideals that comes out of our culture, you definitely have to have somebody who's organizing that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like sometimes in organizing, whether it's too many heads, shit happens. Just too many but voices. But you know, too the many, issue you know, that I so. have with that statement, not so much what you're saying, I agree with what you're saying with having, you know, the right leaders, but the problem is we as the people expect the leaders to be perfect. We're focusing too much on the personal mistakes and decisions that these leaders make, not the not the political literacy, not right. the activisms that and we... And what they're doing, right. And what they're doing. We want to know okay, well, this is the woman that did this, this, and this back in 1954 as if she can't be liberated from that mistake in right. 2017. Real shit. We want to dig up everybody's past, everybody's missteps, and then say this is what makes you unqualified as a leader. Right. The, the presidential election. We want to say, well, this woman is a part of the, the Clintons who, you know, pretty much establish mass incarceration. Okay, right, true enough. If you fuck with Penrose, you know that Bill Clinton fucking sucks. Yeah. Suck my dick, so, nigga. <laughs> right. But in Mark the same Clinton. instance, right. now that you realize who she was competing against, would you honestly admit that you would have rather dealt with her than who we dealing with now? Right. So it's like almost like you got to kind of pick this battle. At right. the same time, do you want to be led or do you want to be comforted? You know what I'm saying? Like, what what side are you really on at right. the end of the day? You know? I mean, because, I mean, at this point, I feel like even just, especially in being black, uh, if we're going to talk about it in being black, then we definitely need uh, the Tupac movement. I feel like in our, in our country alone, we need the Tupac movement. Um, because the Tupac movement, even with Tupac being a leader, he was still fighting against a, 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 Big brother type almost system. The system You see what I'm saying mm-hmm. So I feel like I'm not saying like As a country We need to follow our president Clearly You know We not, We have to follow the rules And the guidelines And the laws and shit But I think A lot of the times The rules and the guidelines And the laws Are things that we actually Don't know We don't right? need to follow The guidelines The rules and the laws though. Exactly. We, right we now, don't need to I mean huh? We don't need to I guess we should We should But what I'm saying Is think about because now when we're talking about Pac, like you said, he was raised by Panthers. Let's think about when the Panthers was for real standing up against the Oakland PD with shotties and rifles and shit. And they knew that if, if anything happened to them, they knew the correct way. They knew, You know what I'm saying? But like nowadays, I don't know too many brothers who actually know the fucking law. You know, there's a lot of niggas that, that only know that uh, um, 
you can refuse a, a car search because Jay-Z said so. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, we as a people, and this ain't taking shots at my people because I think we use our, our power and our efforts in a, in a lot of different ways, mm-hmm. which are magnificent. Right. But I also feel like a lot of the things that we used to, uh, or that we should know, we just kind of turn a deaf ear to. Right. It's a lot of brothers that don't mind driving with a suspended license forever. They just hoping they don't get caught. Right. You see what I'm saying? Right. And, he, and in that sense, is he a bad dude? No. But at the same time, bro, go get your license. You feel what I'm saying? Right. So I feel like, <clears throat> in a sense, uh, moving past big into a pock, how can I say, I don't never want a nigga to ever stop hustling for his family. But I also want a man to understand how in his hustle. And when I say hustle for all of y'all that are listening, we're not just talking about dope dealers. We're talking about the hustle that every day, every single day, nine times out of ten, if you're listening to me, you have a regular job. It's just like shit, just like me. Like I'm saying, like, every, like niggas got jobs. Yeah. Every day you get up and go somewhere. Because somebody else said so. You got to be somewhere at this time because I said so. And you're going to do this job because I said this is the way you're going to do it. And I'm going to give you this money because this is what I think you're worth doing. In essence, that's what your job is, right? This is your, all of us. That's what we do. Mm-hmm. Hustle because you have to provide right. for your, your family, right. your wife, your kids, your children, whatever your situation is. But when is it time to realize that while that hustle is moving, it's time to start striking out and reaching for our dreams. It's time to start looking for leaders that might put us in the right predicaments, in the right situations. You never stop being big. Right. But it's never wrong to follow pop. Right. And I think even in the, in, in the sense of what we're talking about, we just step back for a second and even look at the whole situation with him. You brought this up the other night. With Pac, when we was talking about how me against the world, how I feel me against the world, this is his best album ever. And then he just went on this death row kick, goes over the death row, makes all lies, and that whole situation, like, just he just skyrocketed. Right. We never, he, Pac Ben said big shot him. He said that on me against the world. We never was like East Coast West Coast. Right. He gets over there, he start doing the whole LA thing. You know what I'm saying? Fresh out of jail, California trip. You know what I'm saying? The whole career you've been outside of the digital underground days, you was the East Coast man. Right. The system put Biggie over there. That was supposed to possibly be the greatest hip-hop battle of all time, and and you can't classify it as it because, in retrospect, it ended with death. Which probably makes it the best of all time. But... Because it's the tragedy, you know, in death. I mean, the tragedy in death, I see the movement, but they didn't kill each other. The system killed them, and that's why I said Right. But my point is... You have to, like, kind of look at it from the perspective of the person who, one... It's some people who honestly didn't even feel like it was a battle because you never really felt like Biggie responded. Right. Now, there are so many, there are so many instances where, like, we always heard about, you know, there were times when Big was actually in the same place as Pac, 
and Pac did everything that he could to avoid it just to keep the controversies going. Then there was moments where... How to avoid the sit-down? Yeah, yeah. There were moments when, which um, Nas did confirm that right before he died, they were actually able to kick it and talk. Yeah, him and Nas were... Yeah, yeah. but... Here we are. We still don't know. Cause this. on Machiavelli, right? He yeah. still takes shots. He's still him, right? taking shots. So it's almost like when we look at this as a battle, I really don't feel like that has that ever was a battle. That it was too personal. Um, it was way more threatening than anything else that you've ever, ever bro, seen. Ever. Mm-hmm. That yeah. shit was almost like for real, like Bloods and Crips, like yeah, yeah. like niggas. Yeah. Was, like, you remember growing up, like, how we wouldn't go to the east side at a certain time and nah. shit? It was like that. That's yeah. how I felt like that was. I think that's why I related to it. Like, if you grew up in Detroit, when we grew up in Detroit in the 80s and the 90s, you knew that past 12 o'clock, nigga, you ain't crossing over. Oh, go, go across Woodward for what? Mm-hmm. I'm far from the west side, nigga, like... And then back in the day when we used to for real wear that shit on our clothes, big ass jackets, like bubble goosers with the motherfucking west side on the sleeve or down the pants leg or the west side hat on or some shit like that. Not going on the east side, nigga. Might not come home. And them niggas wanna come over there. Yeah. East side grimy, west side shiny. Anyway, back to what we was talking about. Um, I do feel like in a, in, in, in a sense of a culture and as a country, we need activism. We need activism in the sense of education. We need activism in the sense of togetherness. I feel like the uh, it's almost as if I don't want to use the word because it's not racism, but prejudice is being uh, shifted around at an all-time high. It's like the media is using the beautiful advancement of technology to keep hatred up because. For if you really think about it, it's a lot of people that to tell you, and especially thinking about where we went to high school. Like for a short amount of time, a lot of people will tell you that they felt like racism died down. The entire, if you really think about it, at the end of Bush's term, even with Katrina and every fucking thing, it's a lot of motherfuckers that felt like racism died down. But you we do know there's, a, there's an alternate definition to racism too, right? True. What? Well, go ahead. Now, the thing, the thing that we need to establish is that racism benefits everybody too. Because it depends on what definition or the choice of definition you choose. Well, racism by, defined by Webster's is the, what it, it's like pretty much you have the economic if, advancement and you use that to... Uh, to put someone of a different race in a bad position. Right. Now that's you just use one your economic advancement, pretty much. But what they not, what they really don't communicate is racism is also being about the needs and conditions of your people. So are we talking about the actual but, racist meaning hatred? I feel. But see, I feel like that's. Well, I I, I get that from a definition standpoint, but. It, nobody's ever going to hear that word racist and think pride. Right, because, because, because you're hearing... Same, but because you're now hearing, when you say ahead. that, that means that you have to accept all Aryans that use the Aryan word wrong, first off, and the swastika wrong, second off. Uh, you have to respect the fact that they... Because that's, that's what they use, is white pride. For everything that they do, white pride. So that means that if we're going to take that race... You, this newfound definition... And, and apply it to life, you have to respect them for their decision, then, and I won't. 
Yeah, I definitely get that. I definitely understand that. I was just like adding the perspective to the conversation because I think that's where we're headed now. You I mean, know? in a sense, yeah, in the way that the world is working, it seems because for one, I've never seen that definition. Yeah, this is the first I've ever heard of that. Yeah, like I like that was recent for me too. Like this is the way in which but you know the thing that I'm believing, which I can't even prove at the particular moment, but I think that that is what someone black is actually trying to implement because we're that tired. That racist of, means that yeah. we are part. We just all self self inclusive. That we're, it's more, more pride so, than hate. It's more pride than actual hatred. Well, mm. guess what? I mm. I know the the country that I grew up in. Racism meant that you use your economic value to overthrow somebody in the worst position, and that's what the fuck's been happening to me and my people. So, right. I mean, I, I get it. If you can get your definition yeah. in Webster, shit, that's something. I, it's a couple bitches that suck your dick because you got your definition in Webster. Cool, cool, fucking those. <laughs> but no, like not. Right, right. Like I feel like, look. Uh, again, man, just in the sense of, of, of moving from from big to pot, we need all inclusive leaders. Racism we felt had had died down, and this was at an era where we had a president that flew over people standing on top of their roofs. That we're about to drown. This is the president that got told that the towers got uh, rocked, and he sat there. Mm-hmm. This is this this is when we felt like the country had because this is what brought us together. Oh shit, we gotta help people. We gotta do this. We gotta do that. And all of a sudden, the first time a black man ever becomes president, mm-hmm. the hunt for niggas is it's on the all time high all over again. Mm-hmm. His first term. Huh? Now, don't get me wrong. We've been getting killed by cops since the beginning of the time. We know this. First four years, whatever. We really hear about it. His last four years, Jesus fucking Christ. Are we serious? <laughs> this is all you heard about. Because we were moving from big to pop. We were move, we, we knew all we could, we could do something. This man became president. We already knew by that time it was too late for us. But our little brothers, our sisters, our kids. Mm, yeah, real shit. You know what I'm saying? You can do this. Look at this. And for whatever small value it meant for, for, for anybody, they had to find a way to kill that. Yeah, you're right. It's the first black president. But damn, for the first time in damn near, let's say roughly 25 years, we've seen more police brutality across this country than we've ever seen. No, we fucking haven't. Y'all just documented it more. Yeah, there you go. Right, right. There you see you know what I'm saying? Man. We didn't see a fucking rise in police killings. Nah. The, the, the same amount of niggas, and excuse my language, if you, if you feel me calling these brothers niggas is wrong, but this is how they thought about us. The same amount of niggas that got killed in the last four years while Obama was president was the same amount of niggas that's been getting killed every fucking year. They just put that shit on the fucking news more. Because we were moving from personal fucking hustle to all-inclusive hustle. It had been a long time. I remember driving down the block, bro, off of uh, uh, Myers in, uh, in Chicago, where they tore down the motherfucker. I think it was a gas station right there. But anyway, the motherfucking uh, had grown. You know how it is around the city. It's just full of fucking the, the grass, damn near 10 feet high, vines everywhere. Mm. And, bro, one day I'm driving by. And I'm talking about, it's about a good 10, 20 brothers out there hacking the shit out of me. 
unpacking it. We gotta make our communities, and I feel good about that shit. That's a small feat. But even that small feat, they don't want to see us grow from that. You see what I'm saying? Kwame Kilpatrick, we from the city with the worst mayor ever, technically. I may have made fucking Time Magazine, nigga. This nigga, listen, do I know that Kwame's family benefited very well from him being mayor? Yeah, true. Is it true that some dope boys probably benefited well from him being mayor? Yeah. But guess what? The best man Detroit ever fucking seen was Kwame Young, and everybody knew that back in them days, in the 70s, early 80s, the world was what it was. Jimmy Hoffa didn't just fucking go for a walk. Life is what it is. And this black man, as a, at a young age, at 30, what, how old was Kwame? 34, 35? With the diamond in his ear, big as fuck. Looking like he played linebacker for the Broncos. You know what I'm saying? This the nigga that you let be mayor. And all of a sudden, the parks is cleaned up. All of a sudden, they got fucking cameras on all the streetlights going down Dexter. Whether they worked or not, niggas felt safe. And what, two years in the old term, year and a half? Stripper found in the river. Or no, they found in that fucking car, did. Oh shit, you lied on the stand. We ain't got shit on you, so we just gonna make up the fact that you lied about fucking your ex-girlfriend from high school. If you really think about it, Kwame went to jail for lying about fucking... Now, don't get me wrong, he was fucking the bitch. Wow, she was married and that was wrong, and you shouldn't have been doing that. Because you had fucked this bitch previously. You took a man who didn't want to fit your fucking system, he elevated his people in his fucking city, and oh shit, nigga, you doing a little too much. A bitch you fucked in high school, you said you didn't fuck Kwame, we didn't fuck these goddamn text messages, and nigga, you like, nigga, you sent me to jail for some text messages over some pussy that ain't mine? No, we sent you to jail because you niggas can't be more than niggas. What are you doing, Kwame? Your mama a superintendent. Your daddy got bread. You supposed to just chill. We let you in here. And that nigga went in there and started rocking for us. And no, oh, whoa, 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 nigga. Ran my man to Texas and had him working at the Dell factory building computers. He was just a man in Detroit. And they always wanted to say how fucked up he was. Put him all on time, man. Because he wanted to move from big to pop. Because he right. wanted to include everybody. Right. Do I feel like that? Don't get me wrong. The stripper dying, it's not cool. No. I don't really know the true story about how that happened. If it is how it happened, how the story goes in Detroit, it's totally fucked up. Story is, came within the story is, wife came in and seen the bitch dead and, yeah. and ordered them niggas yeah, to murder. It was kind of, it was kind of inconclusive. Right, very inconclusive. I just know that the bitch got found dead in the car. Same bitch that was stripping. So what we've come to in this conversation is realizing that even though you are positive, they're still very much big in you. Yep. There has to be. You always got to have a little big in you. Got to. You got to because if you don't, bro, if you lose sense of self, let's let's say, all right, just like when my, okay, I feel like this. Well, y'all know how I feel. If you listen to us, you know that I feel like I'd rather follow Malcolm before I follow Martin. I don't believe in that turn to other cheek shit. But what I do understand is that in certain senses of the word, especially in the sense of togetherness, 
Martin was a leader. Sometimes when you lose leaders, you you need somebody else. This is why they took them out so close together. Because if we would have lost one, it's just like this. If you lose Malcolm, you got more things that come over to the Christian side, but they still it's still unified. If you just lose Martin, you got more militant niggas. We're gonna take more of them Christian niggas and make a militant. Either way to go, they still have a leader. You gotta take them both out. When you had the hustler, the nigga who taught you, this is what you have to do for self. And at the same time, you had the man who told you, this is what you have to do for us while still have doing what you have to do for self. We got to take them out, baby. Mm -hmm. And we got to make it look like that they ain't really like each other. do for someone see, like CIA and the motherfuckers I'm not gonna cry like flex yeah, but you know <laughs> <laughs> shout out to flex what's up bro wipe them tears wipe them tears yo real shit famous or not nigga fuck fuck master flex bro and you know like and not shiny himself Take this to see dick out your mouth, you fucking faggot. But you understand too that Flex is very much a product of an era that had both Big and Pac and he still fucked up. Yep. So let's speak to those people. Like mm. those who grew up in the era of both the Bigs and the Pox but still aren't air quotations woke. Right. 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 When when is the nap or the slumber over? Right. Wake Real up, shit. nigga. Hashtag wake the fuck up. Wake the fuck up. Yeah, because you know the funny thing about me is um, another rapper who I believe to some degree that was the selfish hustler was also Jay-Z. Number one. Number one. Number one. Whoa. Number one. Whoa. Time out. The name of the show is Penrose versus anybody. It is a show where I invite you to be very unapologetic because I'm unapologetic myself. But as a disclaimer, on the bottom of the motherfucking fine print, where you niggas signed this contract, it says we will not have now nor ever any Jay-Z slander on this show. Oh, it's not so Carry much on. Jay-Z slander, but like, I'm just saying, like Jay-Z in some sense, Jay-Z in some sense kind of fits that same era. No, he definitely did. Like, I, I was just talking shit. He definitely yeah. does. So... My thing was making it personal. I didn't really engage Jay-Z until about maybe 2000. Oh, wow. That was me personal. Dynasty album. Yeah, because I was so stuck on Big. Wow. So when I lost Big, I had to find the variance. And then here I am not even realizing that, damn, this one nigga that was featured on I Love the Dough was actually nicer beforehand. Right. That's nice for yeah. Okay, so, I love big. So Take when you go back, percent. when you go back and learn about, I think that's inconclusive. But go ahead. <laughs> what? Yeah, bro. Reasonable doubt not better than ready nigga, to die. Nigga, Jay Z. Reasonable okay. doubt is not better than ready bro, to die. Bro, when when big died, y'all. Is reasonable doubt better than ready to die? All I'm asking you. Wow. I'm gonna pause on that shit. That's another show. Right, I'll, okay. I'll, I'll answer that question. Yo, but this ain't the place. Yo, time. listen up, listen up. Not the place and time. You know listen what I'm up. We will. Let us we know. can get back to we that. Get back to it. But this ain't the place and time. Yo, hit me on Twitter at Penrose Eames. Is reasonable doubt better than ready to die? Mm. Anyhow, going on. Don't so, bullshit people. Right. So the point I'm trying to make by saying like I was a late bloomer to you know Jay's music is, what do you do with the information now that you have it? 
when it's that far back or that dated? Like, how do you by doing what? Listening and following what the guidelines were. Those guidelines that 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 spoke is almost like saying, "What do you do with box music? Why is it still relevant today?" Because those guidelines were set in stone in order to make a movement real. There's a lot of shit that Jay talked about in the sense of. You're right, he was the selfish hustler, selfish hustler, but in that sense, if that's what you're going for, shit, the nigga did it, and clearly from even, I guess, a uh, personal account that a lot of uh, so-called famous, well, not so-called, but shit, famous people have said, this nigga had it before he started rapping. This wasn't just raps, this was life, you know what I'm saying? Right, so real shit. I feel like in that sense, um, a lot of people who don't even like Jay should understand that regardless of because again, this goes back to, to the whole thing how we started. We're talking about the dope dealer. Are we really mad that you sold dope and now you're probably one of the richest black men in the country? Are we that mad about it? Because Tommy Lauren tried, when Tommy Lauren said that he sold drugs for 14 years and she tried to persecute him for him, we all had it to his defense then. So, as the selfish hustles are true enough, you know, again, that that in turn, with you bringing that up, I feel like that in turn, it's still it's still the same essence. Like if we had a, that would be a Jade and Nas conversation. Honestly, right now, some breaking news. You know what I'm saying Jade kind of is transitioning from himself, quote unquote, big to you know what I'm saying, big to pop because he uh, he was just quoted. You know what I'm saying? I think it was like Shade Four Five some shit. I was on the radio. This motherfucker is like working with. Um, like the department, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it's justice or what. To basically go back and revisit niggas in prison for really low motherfucking charges like possession. You know what I'm saying? Like one, you know what I'm saying? Like a little dime bag or some shit to basically cut that shit, get them niggas out, to get these niggas out of the jail system because of how much they incarcerating and. And convicting right. on real jail- small, right. small charges. Jail- so, really so that to my right. Inside. So to me, that's inclusive. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That so now, right. Shit, yeah. So he's using his stardom, his fame, his power to actually kind of give back to you know what I'm saying some real shit. So I just want to throw that out there. You know? Yeah, that's definitely a valid point. Move from big to pot. And it says if you've been listening to us today, I want you to understand that. You can be whoever you want to be. I'm Penrose. I really don't give a shit. Like, at the end of the day, if you want to be a slouch, nigga, then fuck you. But if you're a hustler and you're getting it like you know how to get, whether at this moment it's $9 an hour or at this moment you're fucking balling out of fucking control, always make sure that you treat the ones well that treat you well. But also make sure that you include somebody that possibly just don't know how to do for self. When you when you get ready to mush a nigga in his head, one or two fingers works. But when that nigga sock you back, he hits you with a whole fist. You can't do it by yourself. Move from big to pot. Two minutes or less. In today's two minutes two minutes or less, I'm gonna break down why I feel the movement is again finally moving. It's sad to say that we had to watch so many young black men die on TV every day and get treated as if we didn't exist anymore. To get treated as if 
We were just exhibits, that we were animals, that we were nothing more than target practice. It's sad to say that Ferguson had the right. It's sad to say that we had to applaud, even though it should be applauded, <clears throat> but we had to applaud a movie such as Good Get Out at such a high right to even awaken some of you motherfuckers to the fact that something is going on. But at the same time, I'm finally happy that the movement is finally moving. I don't care who you are. I don't care who you date. I don't care your creed. I don't care your nature. What I do care about is your movement. In the sense of being black and in the sense of being a black man, which is two strikes automatically, I'm glad to see more brothers coming together. I'm glad to see that at least my generation is understanding the errors of our ways. I'm glad to see, as you just brought up uh, before, Jay-Z doing things to help certain brothers get off for shit that shouldn't be. You can move, but if you're not part of a movement, you're just running. And eventually, after running, you get tired out. The movement... Is what I'm glad to see. And I appreciate, or I, I'm, I'm happy to say, I appreciate what had to come out of an immense amount of tragedy. Stay black and stay woke. Mm. Let's now greater than. All right, I'm going to shoot the first Let's Stand Greater Than. And this is something that the listeners can very much participate in. You can tweet us at Penrosings and there go BJ or Penrose versus any with your less than greater than reasoning decisions or whatever, because we want you to feel very much a part. The very first less than greater than is applicable to the black barbecue. Which one is greater? The barbecue rib or the hot dog? Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> Damn man, we talking uh, we talking like charcoal or we talking gas? For no, straight, straight charcoal. charcoal. Whoa. Damn. <laughs> Which one is more essential? Oh, essential to yeah. the black barbecue. You want to take this first? Or you want me to take it? Go ahead, bro. I'ma honestly say real shit, and I thank God for. For, for my son I thank God for children Children make you look at life In a way more fucking different way mm. The hot dog Is way more essential To the black barbecue I feel If children are involved Especially mm. In the rib Because All we want to do At a black barbecue Is relax Have some fun Enjoy this weather Drink a little bit mm. Possibly smoke on something Converse with other adults Who may or may not have children And just enjoy ourselves As adults It's very hard And you gotta wait those ribs to get done they gotta be done perfectly these hot yeah. dogs we can throw these motherfuckers on real quick and if you come from where i come from let them bitches get crispy yeah. you know what i'm saying see that's that feel nigga right there they ain't got time they just need something real quick to fill up so no. they can go back out to picking cotton even, no. see i'm talking to i'm talking i'm talking to the house niggas right now yo what's up big up to the house that ain't what i'm talking about you know what I'm saying? You got the ceiling fan blowing. Nigga, you I'm got some good garb on. Hey, man. I'm you got wet wipes probably. You probably want the ribs. 
You want them ribs, nigga? You got time, Yo, man. You cool. Chill. I ain't outside. You know what I'm saying? If I'm saying, that's it. It's a nigga who don't have children. And he don't understand why them hot dogs are so essential. He got time. He can chill. I ain't got to Exactly. And a nigga like me, I'm going to get to my ribs. But these, this baby over here is like, hey, nigga. I'm hungry now. You know, <laughs> nigga, you watching my kids yeah, out there. What you talking about? Hey, I'm inside. Eat hot dogs, hey, I'm nigga. inside like. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 hey! Don't throw him up like that, Penrose. Nah, he got, he got, he got a real weak stomach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Them hot dogs is hurting him. <laughs> he some ribs. Come on back inside, baby. Come on back inside. Get some ribs. Get him yeah. some milk. Anyway, <laughs> fuck you, nigga. <laughs> man, hot dog is way more essential, man. If you got kids, the hot dog is an essential function, bro. Uh, I love ribs, but that. you got to motherfucking feed these babies now. Yeah. We are, I'm only now, again, um, fuck hot dogs, but in the essential aspect, hot dogs is more essential than ribs, bro. Um, yeah. I think, for, I think for most people, when we talk about the barbecue as a whole, the... The holidays are typically like big barbecue moments, and yeah. there are moments for most black people where you can't afford to cash out on ribs and afford to cash out on more premium meats. Right. So, no matter what you had at the barbecue, right. you definitely gonna have that hot dog there. I hear you. You know what I'm saying? So, See? I would definitely say, you know, the hot dog is probably the more prominent of the two. Okay. Even though. You know, the rib is very special and significant to us. See, see, here we go, man. Right here. Uh, look here, black people. You got to take pride in what you do because we are pride culture, right? So the hot dog is just simple. That's just some processed meat that was thrown together. You throw it up there for about five minutes, you know what I'm saying, 350 degrees. Five minutes is done. The rib, on the other hand, is like... But we're talking about children. We're not... You're not. I am. That's why I'm saying... Yeah, you're talking about children. I ain't talking about children. I'm saying I'm speaking as a child at the barbecue, nigga. So I got best of both worlds right now. So look, I'm over there walking up. I'm smelling everything. I ain't smelling no motherfucking hot dogs. I'm smelling ribs. I'm smelling fucking beef, pork with some motherfucking like barbecue sauce on it. Flipping over that little char grill, you know what I'm saying? That's what's the smoke that's popping up from under the grill. It ain't the fucking, you know, some some hot dogs. It's the ribs that that smoke's coming from. And that's I, and what's bringing right. that's what's and bringing that's everybody right. over. Right. It is the most. That. If it wasn't for the rib, no one's thinking about what's under there about some Listen, hot dogs. They like, oh, hot dogs. I don't smell that. I ain't coming over there for that. Oh, I the ribs though. Oh, let me ribs. just let me just get one of those hot dogs while I wait for the rib. Exactly. Right now. Exactly. Is that what you talking and, about? And it's essential. Come on, man. Jada Kiss's flow is ribs, uh-huh. but it's ah, that's hot dogs. You don't want one without the other. You don't want one without the other. You can't separate it. All right, yeah. all right. so I, I get I mean, that. I mean, he though, did. Jada's officially getting rid of the hat. Uh-huh. I get. I hear, bro. But, but they got they got competitions, not for no hot dogs. Listen. Maybe how much you can eat. But but they I'm got competitions is, on like who's ribs. Texas, you didn't Tennessee. You, you know what I'm saying? Who North Carolina? Who who got the vinegar ribs? Who got the barbecue sauce ribs? You know what I mean? What I wanted more clearly. I want the. You said that was essential, like to the black to a black cookout. Because at a black cookout, it's a bunch of fucking kids. And I need these kids to have something <laughs> while I'm preparing these ribs so they can shut the fuck up. Fucking baby kids, man. Show them motherfuckers inside, you know what I'm saying? Get some cereal or whatever. Sit their black ass down while the grown-ups outside. You tell your man, so white wife. <laughs> <laughs> the kids, the kids uh-huh. inside. You know, I'm having some cereal. Uh-huh. Um, you know. 
no, we're gonna drink wine. Play uh, cricket. Who, who watching your kid right now, nigga? Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the world know that my son is with a white woman. Everybody, uh, knows. yeah. I listen to my show. That's like when you when you find out your friends don't listen to your shit. <laughs> Fuck you, nigga. <laughs> anyway, um, second, uh, less than a greater than, a seductive tongue versus a blank check. Ooh, wow. Ooh, we. Um, <sighs> I think I'm gonna go with the slick tongue. I feel like the slick tongue will walk you into a check. Um, the slick tongue is a product of many things. The gift of gab, the educate, the education background, the, the rooting and the upbringing, depending on who rooted and, you know, and raised you up. It's, that is something that's developed. Where the check came from is the questionable part of the conversation so I would definitely go for the tongue but in some senses I think well I do think that you can develop a slick talk from having money too but if I could choose it'll definitely be the slick you know the slick because 9 times out of 10 if you're slick you're educated um look here people I don't talk too much. You know what I'm saying? I got a lot to say, but most of the time I'm listening. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm analyzing. I'm uh, scoping the situation. I'm assessing. You know what I'm saying? Before I make my move. So, you know, I, I mean, in the streets, I'm that motherfucker that's in the crowd. I see the fight happening, but I'm kind of like, you know what I'm saying? Blending in. You ain't looking at me. I'm just like maybe picking your pockets. You know what I'm saying? Why everybody, <laughs> everybody looking at all the promotion? I'm picking your pockets because, you know, this is like triple fat goose that I got my mind on. I'm about my business. I ain't about all the show over there. So when I think about the slick tongue, I think about hustlers. I think about, you know what I'm saying, con men. I ain't got time for that. But they can get into your pockets. They can do what they got to do, get into some tight situations. But money makes this world go round right now. You know what I'm saying? I ain't trying to do all no like James Bond. 007, you know what I'm saying, sneak up in there, try and slick my way past the nurse, you know what I'm saying, got to tag her in the bathroom and take the card, you know what I'm saying, all, that's just too much, I'm, I'm, I'm getting too old, I got fucking my knees and shit, man, come on, man, like, I got joint problems, look, give me money, and I'm just like, I just throw like a couple hundred dollars on the table, let's just go, hey, you got shit to pay? Let me help you pay your shit. Just Real go ahead and open that door. Oh, there's another man back there? Here, I'm going to give you a couple hundred dollars. Why don't you just go ahead and open that door for me? And you know what? Honestly, I don't even want to talk. I'm going to just let the green talk for itself. Throw it on the table. Open the door. Or maybe I just, you know what I'm saying? Build my own motherfucking cottage here. Build my, get, buy my own piece of land. Buy my own island. Whatever it is it takes. It's like... Maybe I don't want to be around motherfuckers. I just want to be out in the motherfucking boonies with my own shit, my own land. I go out and fish if I want to, nigga. If I want to get on the boat, fuck y'all motherfucker. You want to come visit? Maybe I'll send a plane for you. That's my own type of shit. I mean, that's control for me. I don't want to have to go and have to face people and talk slick shit and all this. Nigga, nah. Uh-uh. I don't want you assessing me. I just want to control the situation, go about my business, have my own shit, and I got to give you permission to come see me, nigga. That's what I'm talking about. You know what I mean? Just being I real. See. I mean, 
if I had to, sitting here listening to both of y'all and actually trying to come up with my conclusion, I'm going to actually say they're equal. Um, and, the, and the reason I'm going to say so is because with a seductive tongue, to, to seduce clearly means, you know, to, to get what you want by use of flirtatious force, technically. You know what I'm saying? So if you can talk your way in and out of anything, whether it be business, whether it be relationships, whether it be, uh, you know, anything, your tongue is just your tongue is more powerful than the pen. You know what I'm saying? And the pen is mightier than the sword, and the sword will definitely get you money. So at the end of the day, if I can talk my way into it, it'll give me a great amount of cash. But at the same time, yeah, a great amount of cash. But hope that's seductive tongue. Give me more shit to talk. Give me more angles, views, more conversation pieces. It's real easy to talk Tasha from down the block out of her drawers. It's gonna be real hard to get Michelle unless I got something to talk about. So I'm gonna give it equal. No shots to Barack though, because I, I wouldn't, like, I wouldn't fuck Michelle simply because it is Barack. Not because I think Barack would whoop my ass. Nah, simply man. Because see, she is the form but, but what lady. about, but what about the first chick? I mean, what if you just, yeah, I gave her 150 bucks, and then Michelle come on to you like, oh, so you fucking her? I'm like, yeah, I gave her 150. She like, well, can I get something? Like, you can if you do that. Yeah, there it is. I ain't got slick talking. Right, it's just sure like you enough, know. But what I'm saying, you know what is, it is. If it is what, what it is, is, it is what it what is. is. Keep what, it real. What, ha- what happens in business when you meet the person? That that the money does not affect. It's like it's like how the old uh, cliche of most dealings are made on the golf course. A lot of times, think about a job you've got where you didn't talk about the fucking job at all. You just sat down, you found out you and the interviewer had something in common, and oh shit! It's like I was in the, uh, a job interview before. Dude found out I was a fire controlman in the Navy. He was a fire controlman in the Navy. Twenty minutes later, we was done having war stories about 9/11 and how we both in this, was in Afghanistan, and I had a fucking job, and we didn't talk not one goddamn time about the motherfucking uh, shit, because I really didn't know about shit, and I didn't want to talk about it. <laughs> I'm glad he did not ask me these and things. And then you got a motherfucker in presidency so who ain't seductive. talking shit but got goddamn money and this motherfucker run the country. And this is very true. What I'm saying is this is why I feel they're equal. Because you can greatly influence with both. Okay. Touche, my nigga. All right. Touche. Touche. All right. Yeah. As all great things do, this show must come to an end. I want to uh, expressly thank all of you for rocking with another episode of Penrose versus Anybody in season two. This shit is geared the fuck up. We lit. As always, my name is Penrose Eames. Catch me on Twitter at Penrose Eames. Actually, and before I finish, I'm going to let my guest give his goodbyes. Yo, what's up? You know what I'm saying? It's Kaz. You know what I'm saying? The Black Wall, though. If you want to follow me, nigga, hey, I'll give you all the information. I ain't got shit for you to follow me on right now, but my shadow. But you know what I'm saying? Just stay tuned. <laughs> Just stay tuned. You know, I'll give you something. I'll send a drone your way. Maybe drop off a box. Maybe pick you up. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so good. Holla at me. <laughs> BJ. And as always, you can follow Cuzzo on DareGoBJ on Twitter and IG. Send all emails to DareGoBJ313 at gmail.com or talk to Penrose at gmail.com as well. Um, always, ladies, let us know if you want to be part of uh, BJ's Hug Squad. Um, we'll also... Want to know who wants to be a pen pal? Keep listening to us for more information on that. Um, as always, no, no, no. As always, I can't rhyme, bro. Out the window. Anyway, um, again, 
As always, yo. You can catch me on Twitter <laughs> at Penroseems. Catch the show on Twitter at Penrose vs. Any. Uh, always send any complaints, any hardships, and any gripes you have about Penrose in his mouth and all nudes to DergoBJ313 at gmail.com. Email the show at talktopenrose at gmail.com. Let's, let's let no fuck that. You fucking up. Not all news. <laughs> no, not all we news. Right. We didn't got some of these bitches news because it's, it's, it's tragic. I don't want the sweet Sadie ass news <laughs> that y'all been sending. The early one Sunday morning before breakfast was on the table. I don't need that shit. You know, let's just make that clear because it done got ridiculous quite a few times. And if you are at the stage of wearing pantyhose for all outings and not just certain ones, that means you are too old to be sending us news. Anyhow. You know, I you know, I definitely have seen a girdle get cropped out of the picture. So let's just point this shit out. You know, don't just send Not anything, all news. Good you news. Know. You should have a friend that kind of screen your shit before you send you it. You should. I remember we had a conversation about the fat girl that wears shit she shouldn't wear. She does not have great friends. It was her friends that said, girl, you can wear that. You lied to her. And now, anyhow. Yeah. Um, as always, email the show at talktopenrose at gmail.com, like I said. And remember, <clears throat> Mariah Carey borrowed the high note from Minnie Ripperton. There's only one zero people in this world who believe in binary. And you can unfollow me on Twitter. You can unfollow me on Instagram. But lovely lady, always remember, you can never unsuck my dick. Good day. You're an inhuman monster. I said good day.